Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, back here on the big show. Ordway and Holly will have the wine line at 540. And, of course, the wine of the week. But joining us right now, the uh, president of basketball operations for the Boston Celtics, Danny Ainge. Danny, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Um, well, let's go back to the um, to the Rondo suspension. Were you surprised that it was a two-game suspension? I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought that he might get suspended, but um, I thought it would be zero, one, or two, and then we got the worst of it. Now, we've heard reports that you guys wanted Rondo to come back to Boston and not remain on the trip. Now, on the telecast the other night, the national telecast, they talked about the fact that uh, Perkins was having a, a birthday party for him and he wanted to stay there. Was that overstated? Did you guys want him to come back, or was that just the – guys maybe taking two different scenarios and putting them together? You know what? Um, I honestly don't know the whole scenario there. I wasn't in the loop. I was out traveling, uh, watching college games. Uh, I just heard a glimpse of it, and uh, that was in Doc and Rondo's court. You know, for as long as I can remember, Danny, uh, I, I can just see in my mind NBA players arguing with officials. I remember Mikhail doing it. I remember you doing it a lot. Oh, as a, come on, come as a matter on. of fact, I remember you doing it all the time. But uh, at Jordan, I mean, all, all the greats, Magic. So when, when Rondo throws the ball at the official, you can't just say, well, you know, players don't talk like that to officials. They do. They usually don't throw uh, the basketball at them, though. Do you have a conversation with them at all? Or is that so obvious that you just let him figure that out on his own? Well, I'm not sure what you're talking well, about. Well, I mean, is it so obvious that you shouldn't be uh, throwing the ball at the official that you don't necessarily have to go talk to the guy? He should realize that himself. Or do you say, all right, Rajan, we can't have that. You cost us two games, uh, no KG in that game. That really hurt the team. Oh, he he knows that. No, it was, uh, you know, I think that Rajan just uh, lost his emotions there and, and uh, went over the line. He knows it. Is that an issue with him? It hasn't been. He has not been a guy that has done anything like that before. I mean, he's gotten technicals, but he hasn't lost control like that. And um, I think it is a learning lesson. For a lot of players go through that, and, and um, he lost control. He thought he should have got the, the foul call, which he should have. Um, but how he responded was over the line. As this, uh, you know, you've had injuries, you've had the suspension. How much of all of of those two things play into what we've seen here in the last week. It's been fairly ugly. I, I think there's no denying it's been fairly ugly. Right. So, you know, I think that what has been ugly has been offensively. You know, we're just turning the ball over too much. We haven't been able to score. Um, you know, defensively in effort. I mean, you don't you don't get second in the league in defense to this stage with our record if you're not competing. And that's one thing that I've I've noticed. Uh, now, the other night when um, 
Oklahoma City went on a 30 to 3 run. I don't ever recall seeing a 30 to 3 run. I don't either. I don't either. Um, but I mean they were on fire. It was a combination of our turnovers and them just catching fire. But um you know, I think the effort has been there and I think Doc it's a credit to Doc and, and to the players of how hard they're still competing with all the adversity that's that's come our way. All right, you played some defense. I will give you that. Offensively, you've had problems. And the bigger problem is that teams are getting second and third opportunities at will against your team, controlling their offensive glass. Now, is that effort? Or do you simply not have the personnel to go out there, box out, and be able to get your own rebounds? Well, you know, I think a bigger issue is that we never get second opportunities ourselves. Um, You know, we've had for the last – for the last few years, um, we've been a very poor offensive rebounding team. Why is that? And, and not a very good defensive rebounding team. Um, I think it's I think it started with just an emphasis of getting back in transition uh, and not going to the glass. But I think part of it is personnel as well. Isn't that a sign of age? Um, it could be, but not necessarily. You know, again, I think it's been a problem of ours, not just this year or last year, but even the year before. Because you, But you did have it at one time with this group. That's why I'm questioning, is it a matter of effort or is it a matter of that personnel just can't do what they were capable of doing a few years ago? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you when the only time we've been a good offensive rebounding team was when we had Leon. Yeah. So a, a lot of it is personnel. You know, I asked you this last week. I'll keep asking you that as we get more games and we get closer to uh, we get closer to game sixty six. Who are these guys? <laughs> I mean, right now you are you're you're looking at a a seven or eight seed. I mean, you're 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 looking at a first round matchup with Miami. You're on the on the border of of the lottery. Is that who they are? Uh, are they a team that? playing to its potential should be closer to Miami and Chicago, or is it a team that you see as a, may, maybe closer to middle of the pack and has fallen on some hard times? Who is your team? What is your team? Well, you know, right now we're, I don't even know, seventh or eighth seed, Mike. I mean, that's who we are. There's no denying that. Um, every team's had their challenges in, in this sort of crazy season. Um, so that's who we are right now. But do I think that we can be better? Yeah, we haven't played to our capabilities yet. We haven't been at full strength. I'm not sure who our team is, quite honestly, at this stage. Um, so we're just we're waiting to see that. And, you know, we need to get to the playoffs and, and find out. But I'm not really afraid of who we play in the first round or the second round. I mean, it's going to be tough no matter who we play. And um, I'm not afraid to play in the best teams in the league in the first round. See, I, I think the better question, and I think the question everybody wants to know, and that is, will you know by March 15th? And will you have to do something on March 15th? Maybe not necessarily to improve your chances this year, but to improve your chances with the next run here with this team. You know, it, it, it totally depends on what opportunities are there. Um, don't feel like I have to do something just for the sake of doing it. Um, if there's a way we can improve it, we'll do it. Let me ask you the, the, then it this way. Have you sat down in your, in your uh, I was going to say free time, but it's actually working time. 
and actually put together, because there's so many different ways. You proved a way that I didn't think anybody thought was possible back in 08 to turn what was as bad a situation as you could possibly be in with a number fifth pick in the draft into a championship team and a team that came one quarter away from winning a second one. There are a lot of different ways you can do it. You can go to the bottom. We've seen teams do that. And you get a Derrick Rose or you, you, know, you get that franchise player. Have you looked at this and looked at the future and come up with maybe five, six different possible routes in which you could approach this thing to put together the next contending team? Sure. Everyone on our staff has. We've talked a lot about it. There's, you know, everything that comes through by, over my desk, we look at, we talk, we discuss. Uh, does that fit into a, a plan that we're, we're looking into? Um, you know, I think that there's, there is no one set formula. And we, we talked about this a lot, you know, five years ago, Glenn. I mean, you have to be ready to, you know, you have to be creative, but you have to be disciplined. And not every move is the finished product. There are moves along the way that need to be done to set the table for future moves. And um, so it gets complicated, and you certainly, from my standpoint publicly, I can't always address those moves and uh, tell the public exactly what is going on uh, because it's my job to uh, lead our organization and the players that are here that might not be players that are here in the long run. Um, but that's a, that's a complicated process. Well, well looking, back, looking back at, uh, at that, then you could possibly, if the ping-pong balls have gone a different way, and let's say you had selected Kevin Durant, you would have gone in a totally different direction in rebuilding that team, correct? Very possibly, yeah. yes. And if you got Greg Oden, you would have been screwed even worse. Right. Right. Well, I, I want to look at it. When you, when you first took the job, at that point, there was a 17-year championship drought when you took it, and it wound up being a 22-year drought. So it, it it took you five years to take this, I think it was second round when you got here, the second round playoff team, they lost to New Jersey. So that's what you that's the roster that you had, Antoine Walker, Rodney Rogers, those guys. I think Rodney Rogers was on that team. And, and then you had to then you had to take that team and transform it into a team that was legitimately capable of winning a championship. When you look at your roster now compared to that first roster you took over, are you farther along now than you were in 03 when you tried to when you had to uh, produce a champion? Is it about the same? How how would you rate it? Um I like our roster better than than in 03, quite honestly. Um you know, looking back, we had one one terrific player in Paul Pierce, and um, I like this. I like our position here better. Do you have more flexibility in this position now than you did then? Yes, absolutely. With the with the cap situation is much better, and with young players, um, I, I think we're in a better situation. How do you avoid getting to the off season, not making moves, having twenty four million dollars, let's say, to deal with in the cap? and not have legitimate big-time players to be able to pay that $24 million? Well, that's what I'm talking about is steps along the way. Um, there's a lot of different ways to go about that process that we can talk for hours in that process, but um, there's steps along the way to get to where you want to be. Do you anticipate, uh, since you're not going to tell us all the inside information, I'll just ask you this, I'll ask it this way. Do you anticipate being active 
uh, before the trade trade deadline or on the day of, of the trade deadline? Is it going to be a busy day for the Celtics? I don't know. I mean, I could see it either way. But we'll, we've had a lot of discussions, and we'll continue to have discussions. But um, we'll only do things that help us. All right, Danny. All right, next three weeks certainly going to be uh, going to be uh, fascinating. Enjoy All Star Weekend. Okay. What are you going to do? What are you going to do during the All Star break? I'm watching. I'll be out watching games, scouting, and talking on the phone during the day. Which uh, which region of the country? Um, all over, actually, east, west, and central. Check Harvard. I heard they might have some players there. Yeah, I've seen Harvard. <laughs> Fun to watch. They're having a great year. All right, Danny. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. All right. All right, guys. Thanks. See okay. you later. Danny H. So he wouldn't. He wouldn't give up the goods. No. He wouldn't tell us what he's what he's thinking about doing. No, but you know, as you anticipated, there are a million different plans and a million different directions they can go in, and it's you. You need to have partners in all of this. You need reading, to have other teams that are going to be willing to uh, to uh, to to maneuver with you. I saw one of these plans, and it's kind of like this risque uh, screenplay. I was reading on on ESPN dot com where you're involved. Yeah. You're involved. Yeah. Danny's in there. Yeah. Sam Presti, I saw Rondo, I Heinsohn. Saw I saw that. How did they get Sam Presti to say all those negative things? Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> I tell you what, we'll talk about Bill Simmons. We'll talk about Ron Borges next right here on The Big Show. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 